All right, in the last episode, we talked about how your new life as a software engineer means that you have to be the type of person who's always building new projects, thinking of new ideas, and generally you're curious about life. That curiosity leads you to learn new things all the time. In that process, you're seeing the gaps. Those gaps are problems to solve, and the way you solve them is by thinking up new coding project ideas. Now, this could be at any stage in your career. Either right now, you're basically gonna build some dummy recipe app, or it might be two years from now where you're starting your first startup and you're you know, pitching an idea to raise $100 million in capital. I don't know what that is, but today I wanna to talk about one practical idea that you can set yourself up with that will lead you to being a person who's more curious. And I think that curiosity starts with the pattern in which you consume and retain information. Here's what I mean by that. We live in a world where we can instantly get informational sound bites about anything, right? Every time you're talking to your friend about some topic and a question about a fact or a date comes up, you just Google it real quick and you find the answer. Or how many times do you look at Wikipedia articles wanting to learn more odd facts about a certain celebrity or an event in history or a football team, whatever it is you're into? All the time, we're constantly consuming bite-sized chunks of information. And you might say, well, Aaron, obviously I am curious because as you can see, I go super deep in YouTube or I go super deep in Wikipedia and I start researching all kinds of random junk. Like, did you know that Jack Black's mom worked on a system that helped save Apollo 13? I didn't either until I went down this random rabbit hole to learn a ton about Jack Black. But these rabbit holes, they're not learning and it's not curiosity, it's straight up distraction. So here we are living in an age where we have unfettered, incredible access to instant information about literally anything and we're surfing Wikipedia looking at facts on Jack Black and his mom. Okay, so maybe we aren't, but I guess I am. So I'll have to say, I wanna point out that we have two huge problems that are happening right now that are preventing us from becoming more curious and identifying more problems and learning more. And that's one, constraints, right? We have no constraints on our information intake. And we're actually gonna cover that in the next episode. And number two, we don't have any depth in our consumption of information. So we don't have constraints and we don't have depth. I wanna cover the second one right now about depth. Ultimately, anytime you come up with a new idea, it's probably actually a connection between two other seemingly unrelated ideas and you've overlapped them to come up with something brand new. Let me say that again. Any new idea you come up with is probably you thinking more deeply about two other ideas and then you relating them together. Now we rarely actually do that because we rarely take time to pick out important information and then review it and think more deeply about it at some later point. And that's what I wanna encourage you to do with this episode. As you're consuming content, flag the stuff that is especially important to you and find a way to categorize it and review it later. A term for this that has become popular recently is a second brain. A quote, second brain is basically a system that you would have set up for yourself where you would regularly consume digital content, you would take notes on the digital content, you would store it somewhere, 
And then you would make relationships amongst all the content that you've stored at some point, right? So you're consuming new information, you're storing that to review it later, you're making new connections, ultimately you're you're creating new ideas, you're becoming a curious person who thinks up new ideas uh, and to solve new problems. Now, the reason why it's called a second brain is because our current brain doesn't really work that well for storing up ideas that we can recall upon later. It's more like RAM, which means that we've got some limited short-term access to things in our brain, but it's going to be very hard to get new information into long-term access where we can recall at any one point in time. That's why we call it a second brain. The second brain's there to relieve our first brain. So our first brain, the one that we actually have in our heads, it can do the job that it's good at And then we can use software and other things to do the part of the brain that our our brain's not good at. Let me give you an example of this that has been extremely helpful for me in my personal life. If you're like me, you've been out somewhere, either you're taking a walk or you're driving in the car and you think of something that you need to do. Maybe maybe it's a new idea or it's it's something in your task list and you're overwhelmed with this need to, to do it. And so you tell yourself, okay, I've got to remember this for later. And then you end up forgetting. Now that happens two, three, five, 10 times and it becomes crazy overwhelming to have all this junk that's stuck in your head that you cannot seem to get out all at once. So what I have adopted over the years from a book I read a long, long time ago called Getting Things Done is a concept where you're always carrying a notebook or maybe it's an app on your phone. Anytime you think of a new idea or something you have to do, you write it in one spot, whether it's this one app, or this one notebook, etc. And then you have a system set in place where every week and every day helps as well, you have some kind of review where you review that inbox basically, and then you categorize those to-dos. Now, what this creates is as David Allen who writes Getting Things Done, is it creates mind like water. And mind like water means your brain doesn't have to be stressed by keeping track of things that it's not made to keep track of. Things that your second brain should be keeping track of. Therefore, your brain currently can just think on processing the information it has in front of it. Anyway, okay, so my my takeaway for the day is if you wanna become someone who's more curious, who thinks of solving problems, more software engineer-like, then adopt a system of having a second brain. You can Google that to learn more about it, but it's going to be highly effective for you as you move forward. So that is the part about all of this that makes you go deeper tomorrow and think about how do we put constraints on our brain's inputs.